Welcome to Tech Talk with Vodacom. Today we're talking about a real buzzword in tech, the cloud. But what is it? Where is it? And are we in it right now? These are some of the questions you may have asked yourself or heard other people asking. And today we're hoping to get some answers. My name is Drew and I'm joined by my co-host Taryn. Hi guys, we hope you're doing well this week. We have an incredible person with us today. His name is Cabello Makwani. He's the Managing Executive for Cloud and Hosting at Vodacom Business. So as his title insinuates, he is on top of everything regarding cloud and hosting. Um, yeah, Cabello, how are you doing today? Hello, Taryn. Hi, Drew. Uh, I'm glad to be part of this chat today. Um, doing very, very well. And thanks for inviting me. Kabila, before we start, uh, could you just give us a, a brief overview of what, what your position at Vodacom actually entails? Uh, what are you responsible for? Uh, what is your connection to the cloud? So I oversee cloud hosting and security. Um, <clears throat> in the Vodacom uh, context, we, you know, we build data centers um, and those data centers uh, get filled up and populated with infrastructure, computing infrastructure, uh, storage infrastructure, uh, network infrastructure and application infrastructure so that we can then offer that uh, to to our clients as a service and make life easy for them to be able to do the, the things that they enjoy doing. Cool. Let's get straight into it. We're going to try and bring as many people into this conversation. And so let's start off with, with the bare basics of what is cloud computing? I mean, uh, I mean, we can we can do the textbook definition, but certainly I don't want to bore our listeners with the textbook <laughs> definition. <laughs> Let's paint as cool um, a picture as possible. Um, look, uh, you know, I, I think just you know, talking brass tacks, uh, cloud computing basically is where we kind of bring together uh, a pool of uh, storage, uh, compute power, uh, networks, and applications into a big centralized uh, sort of you know environment uh, repository for people to share and it just it just optimizes the way people use computing but that's not the definition that uh, that people want to hear because that's often very technical <laughs> yeah. uh, the easier way of kind of looking at it is just uh, you know think about i mean certainly from my side i still have my old my old uh, uh, CD collection uh, that's you know, that's gathering dust. Uh, I I still have my cassettes, by the way, as well. <laughs> I just uh, just to give my age away. Um, and uh, and uh, and and when I think about all those things, uh, you know, they basically required a lot of storage space. Uh, um, and and uh, when I when 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 you travel, for instance, I mean, I, I like taking a few road trips and going out to, you know, in the middle of nowhere uh, to nature. And at some point I found myself uh, kind of like stacking up, uh, you know, pouches and pouches of CD, uh, you know, holders uh, so that I can listen to my favorite tune and music uh, while traveling uh, to the coast or, you know, to the bush or whatever. Um, and it's, it's, it's just that those types of things that kind of bring this to bear, right? Because, Today, uh, in terms of entertainment and how people play and consume uh, entertainment, uh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to. You don't even have to worry about uh, your CD, for instance, getting damaged or stolen, etc. Mm. Uh, because all of your music effectively resides in the cloud. So, if you think about cloud, it's basically 
you know, kind of that ether or the the, the way way effectively uh, big you know corp- corporations have built massive amounts of storage, massive amounts of uh, of computing resources, and connected it all up across the entire globe, uh, so that people can share in this in this uh, resource. Um, think about it in the same kind of way as uh, as we used to kind of. Uh, uh, produce energy in the old days, uh, uh, Terran. Like yeah. everybody used to go, go go out into the field and chop up trees and go and find some wood, uh, make a fire for 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 us to cook dinner, right? Every mm. every evening and every so often. So 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 that process was a manual process where people used to go and, and you know look for means to create their own energy so that they can they can feed themselves. Today. Uh, no one thinks about effectively uh, how energy is consumed. So it's kind of like the same concept, right, where you've aggregated energy and you've created a network, a distributed network, uh, to actually make the energy available as and when people need it, uh, you know, as as a utility. And computing has effectively gravitated into that same space, applied those same engineering principles to make computing a utility, so that it doesn't only become, uh, you know, Taryn and you know her own infrastructure set up at home. If you want to think about, if you want to start your your business, you know, whether you're a hairstylist or you know uh, a bakery, confectionery, or you know whatever whatever small business it is, you basically don't have to worry about buying a, a CPU, buying all these different hardware equipment, and then. Uh, the perennial challenge is, you know, now starting to load applications on on this hardware so that the hardware can kind of start, you know, uh, being productive for you and, and uh, helping you uh, carry out your business. Uh, you don't have to think about all those things. You actually can run your business off a mobile phone because all those applications are pre-existing. They're loaded. They're, they're always on. They're always ready, you know, always available. Uh, and to help you to be productive in the business or the activity that you you most value. And that's really the power of cloud computing. When we think of cloud computing, sometimes I think it's in, in my mind, you know, I think most people kind of think of it as a, it's only what big corporations use. It's like the Silicon Valley kind of stuff, you know. Um, but the more you delve into it, you realize that cloud is actually for everyone. It's having an online space to save documents, photos, you know, because a lot of people aren't wanting to put their personal photos anymore on social media, but you don't want to rack up your entire, you know, back of your entire computer just filled with baby photos, you know, of your kids. Um, and so it's a great, safe way to have things online. And I think coming from a business perspective, I can understand being, you know, a small business holder who is constantly applying for things, whether it's for funding or, you know, uh, investment opportunities. You always need to have access to your documents wherever you are. No, no, most, most certainly. And I, and I think that um, just to extend on what you've said, um, there's, there's a common misnomer. Uh, that when you store your personal documents or you store, you know, uh, your valued uh, pieces of information, and those may be, you know, like you said, your photos, your images, and let um, <clears throat> alone, you know, uh, personal, uh, you know, information around, you know, 
your financial information, your health information, etc. There is a misnomer that when you store it physically locked away in a vault somewhere, it's probably safer. Um, and and that that necessary that doesn't necessarily always translate because you 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 mm. know the security com- components around that you know physical storage come into 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 being. Um, whereas if it's if it's stored digitally, uh, firstly uh, there's inherent redundancy built into the digital uh, and cloud space where you know there's multiple copies and there's there's always a copy of that uh, information uh, residing somewhere. Um, the, the important piece is, is just the responsibility of making sure that with the intelligence that's built into the system to <clears throat> to prompt you to, you know, to do things like set up password, passwords, you know, to protect files uh, or your data uh, or even access to specific systems, applications and tools tools that you use in the cloud, um, you know, uh, be it as simple as you said, email, mm. and making sure that your email password is changed on a regular basis and is a strong password, uh, uh, to things that are a little bit more uh, sophisticated where you you create uh, sort of like your personal virtual storage in the mm. cloud, like a, like a vault, uh, I mean, things like Dropbox or, you know, Google Drive or uh, you know, uh, or OneDrive in the in, in the Microsoft uh, space, all those things that are virtual instruments for you to store information and your you know uh, prized uh, items of data um, also need to be secured. And you you can very easily and readily do that uh, in in the cloud. Um, <clears throat> you know, so 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 that it, you know it is it is actually in effect. Uh, uh, very secure uh, and more secure because uh, because the the infrastructure that is provisioned uh, is also uh, you know secured in a way that builds trust uh, in the cloud. You know, think about it from this point of view. You, you talked about Silicon Valley earlier. The Silicon Valley uh, big cloud providers do not want uh, the reputational damage that's associated with any information breach. Mm-hmm. So. Whenever I mean you've you've heard of instances like for instance from Apple and you know Facebook and things like that and uh, Amazon and and potential hacks or, or and so on, they 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 viciously deal with those things because uh, it re- it really goes to the core of the service that they provide. No one wants to use a service that they they think would open them up to you know uh, to any vulnerabilities uh, you know let alone uh, be insecure. Um, so the responsibility then comes to the user because they've done their part uh, to make it as secure as possible. The responsibility resides with you and I to make sure that we observe the prompts in the system that tell you you need to do this to be more secure. You know, put a password, put this and that, um, and make sure that even on your PC itself, your system, you do the basics right. So the question I have is. These personal assets of yours, when you when you take a picture and it gets saved up on the cloud, ultimately, who owns that picture now? Because even though it's yours, you you upload it on a, a essentially a, a private company's personal space, um, and I think that's what I know. I certainly don't fully understand is is ultimately who does who owns that that piece of content that you have now uploaded online. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, so true. The, the 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 same question could be asked for lots of other uh, things that you do uh, in the digital space. For instance, um, when you when when we communicate, okay, uh, you know, there are systems that enable us to communicate, right? You you would agree. Uh, there there is infrastructure that underlies uh, the communication. Uh, you know, uh, and transport of that communication uh, capability that we, we use without even thinking, right? Uh, and by the way, communication as well is a form of moving uh, data, uh, and this is voice data. But w what what probably can give us a little bit more comfort uh, to to respond to your question is that there is a big regulatory. Uh, environment. So governments uh, have, in effect, uh, uh, you know, uh, been been uh, been called upon to take up the responsibility uh, because you know of their role, of course, to protect citizen interests, uh, to make sure that the companies are you know are held accountable to protecting that inform information and also to stop them from you know unduly abusing uh, the information that you've stored. Um, there is a there's legislation that now goes a, a bit further. Um, for instance, in Europe, uh, there's legislation uh, called GDPR, uh, uh, which which is short for General Data Prote Protection Regulation, uh, and and what that governs is the use of cloud, and who actually has a responsibility in terms of securing information in in the cloud. So in terms of GDPR. You know, it, it, it regulates the fact that these uh, cloud providers don't have, you know, rights to your information if you use the cloud. But uh, vice versa, it puts it places the obligation on the user of the cloud infrastructure to secure their data while they're using the underlying infrastructure, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. so, 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 so GDPR is one piece of legislation in, in our context, in the South African context, uh, uh, laws and regulations like, uh, for instance, lawful intercept uh, laws uh, come into effect. Uh, all laws that are effectively uh, enacted to ensure that you've got more than enough pieces of legislation, if you ever needed them, uh, to be able to prosecute, uh, so uh, you know, cloud providers or or if there was any sort of malice that came out of the use of cloud. That's all quite comforting to know. Because I think a lot of the time we just, you know, there's all these conspiracy theorists and and I think sometimes ignorant fears, you know, we aren't aware of the legislations, we aren't aware of the regulations out there that are actually there to protect us. Um, and sometimes, you know, I think the, the online is a lot safer, like you say, than, than the physical space. And we don't always realize that. Um, yeah, so it's actually, it's a good thing for people to look into. I think when it comes to businesses specifically, do you maybe want to just give us a bit of an idea of um, how companies can better use cloud computing in terms of um, maybe, I think, like creative ways that people haven't realized cloud computing can really support and bolster the business that they have? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a that's a very, very good question, um, Terry, and, 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 and an important one, because, I mean, just think about uh, something that, that uh, I think resonates with a lot of people. Just think about farming as an example, right? Uh, an industry 
less synonymous with technology, right? Uh, yeah, uh, because, I'm quite curious because to see it's, where it's, you go with it because <laughs> I'm not sure how farming and cloud connect. <laughs> Yeah, cool. It's very it's very traditional, right? Uh, in the sense that it uses a lot of manual labor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, when you you know, um, <clears throat> there's many now use cases where emerging farmers, not just the industrialized farmers, because that's always the uh, the, the the obvious uh, thought to say it's it's only applicable to those uh, you know big established farm emerging farming communities using applications on their phones, on their mobile phones, that have the capability to tell them uh, whether there's, the, the, there's going to be a good sort of, uh, um, you know, red, favorable weather conditions uh, for them in, the, in a particular year over a particular period. Information that is invaluable in terms of how they plant, and, and, you know, and, how, and which crops they're going to plant and how they plant it and where they plant it. Uh, also importantly, uh, is at their fingertips. Um, beyond weather pattern forecasting and, and all of that is also uh, applications now, more sophisticated, that uh, can use, uh, you know, cameras, CCTV cameras mounted on drones uh, to actually do a little bit of geo-surveying, uh, measure the soil type, you know, and... and uh, uh, you know, the, the nutrient contents and all these types of things by taking photographic images and, and putting those things through, uh, you know, uh, analytics tools, which are built natively, by the way, uh, in the cloud because of uh, the capabilities that sit in there uh, from an analytics perspective to analyze and then, and then predict the probability of crop yields in that particular geolocation based on the soil type uh, uh, and the environmental aspects. If effectively, computation that would have probably uh, been uh, prohibitively exp expensive for an emerging farmer mm. who, 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 you know, who basically doesn't know heads or tails from a technology perspective mm -hmm. to gain access to and actually being able to serve them that information on a pocket PC, which is their phone, mm. uh, you know, their smartphone. <laughs> uh, now that's that's one use case. So, Cabello, it's quite it's quite obvious listening to you talk that this is something that's very it's it's all encompassing really cloud computing. Um, so, how is it? How would you get involved in it? How do you how do you start? Where where is this something you can study? Do you do, do you, is there a specific course that you do? What what's your recommendation for for somebody who wants to go forward with this as a as a career path? Uh, the basic. Uh, training that you would have done, for instance, your computer science degree uh, or diploma uh, will give you a good foundation in just understanding the, you know, the fundamental uh, concepts around computing, networks, you know, applications, software, all of those types of things. And then also, I mean, if you do, uh, you, I mean, these days you even in, can integrate it with with the with with the business type of degree. So if you do a, a BCom, for instance, you can do a BCom Management Information Systems, which which is my background. Uh, so I wanted I was interested in how these this this technology could find application in commerce, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, and universities do a great job of bringing the two together. Um, <clears throat> so so the next iteration, how these how these qualifications are, are evolving now 
for instance, I've seen both VETS, UJ, and, and a few of the reputable institutions have now started to offer digital uh, uh, curricula and, and qualifications. So you can actually go and study uh, for our type of technology, which is artificial intelligence, robotic process automation, machine learning, uh, machine learning algorithms, as well as uh, uh, as well as uh, uh, analytics, right, uh, and quantum computing. Uh, you 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 know you can get a qualification around that. That's probably less the point. The point is, does it give you the skill set to be able to uh, to to be operational and and uh, let's call it make a living uh, out of out of out of this uh, this revolution? Of course, absolutely. Uh, because you can you can start to branch off into so many different uh, uh, specialty areas. Uh, because there are guys who specialize in in development, uh, software development. There are people who specialize in analytics, uh, and that's a very specialized area. Uh, there are people who specialize in networks, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Just talking about moving everything online to the cloud. Um, does that mean that you have moved over to a Kindle, or do you still enjoy reading? an actual book <laughs> is that a trick question <laughs> <laughs> look i still i still enjoy the tactile feel of a book i have to be honest uh i but i i having said that uh the the my my bigger book collection actually sits on my ipad now because uh, of all the book downloads i you know i subscribe to uh the the Amazon uh, online bookstore, and it's just easier, you know, than having to wait, especially if there's a hot book that I want to read. Uh, and I do read a lot about tech; uh, it's fascinating. Um, so 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 yeah, I mean that answers you. Yes, I, I kind of keep a balance, but I've got a I've got a whole bookshelf here, that, and that's one of the other 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 challenges, by the way. Uh, speaking to the conversation earlier. Uh, the fact that I have to keep building bookshelves to store all these books uh, <laughs> every time I buy a new one, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think what is very clear is that you definitely have an infectious passion for this topic and for cloud and just for, for tech in general. And I think it's always awesome to see someone so passionate about um, the industry that they find themselves in. Um, but on the daily basis, you know, what, what are the things that keep you motivated in this industry? It's also quite a fast-paced one. There's just so many things changing that, um, you know, change becomes the, the consistent thing. <laughs> um, but what, keep, what keeps you motivated in this space? Yeah, Terrain, I think therein within that question kind of lies the, the magic because uh, you never stop learning uh, in this industry. There's always something new. Uh, and and as you correctly say, it's it's uh, changes the constant and it's fast paced, etc. Uh, you know, from as simple as the latest uh, PCs that have you know that have launched in the market. Uh, you know, we have Surface finally. You know, from Microsoft being launched in in South Africa, which I think is a is a is a marvelous you know device, uh, a multi-purpose device that that can effectively rival the likes of an iPad. Um, to 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 you know more sophisticated things uh, around how we how we deploy analytics to help retailers uh, uh, be able to predictively manage their 
you know, merchandising, uh, you know, you know, just-in-time stock and and uh, consumer footfall uh, to to optimize their their revenue and their their their, their, their profitability. Uh, you know, to, to things that are just natural. You know, and we all care about. You know, just kind of social and and connecting with people. Uh, mm. Something very basic we take for granted. Uh, it has become almost like a a basic human right. Right. I think. If now we add another basic human right to water and the right to life and and uh, the right to food, it's it's uh, it's communication. Okay, this has been really quite fascinating, Capello. Thanks very much for just going through these concepts with us and kind of bringing them to light a bit more. Um, I, I know I like learnt a lot more than I knew yeah. going in, um, and yeah, it's it's an interesting topic which uh, is going to be around for a long time, I think. Uh, absolutely, and and uh, like I said, it's an it's a it's an evolution rather than a revolution, uh, and and it's just kind of just being able to stay abreast of the trends, uh, and and helping people to understand how this effectively makes life easier, uh, more convenient, uh, uh, you know, achieve more with less resources. Um, so. So yeah, definitely a, an interesting uh, space uh, and one that will keep keep evolving as new innovations uh, come through. Appreciate the uh, the very engaging discussion uh, from you, Taryn and Drew, uh, and certainly uh, watch the space. Welcome, there's a lot to offer here. Great, thanks cool. a lot. Thanks, Cavello. This is Tech Talk with Vodacom, changing tech made simple. Visit Vodacom now for more about the world of tech and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast.